G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. When things get tight financially, it's very tempting to wait before spending some discretional money that we may have tucked away. But the needs of our communities and for our neighbours haven't ceased to be there. So let's unpack the idea today that this may or may not be a time to be generous. And some might say it's always a time to be generous, but then when you've got a financial crisis, when you've got the possibility of even a recession or depression, some of us might have some second thoughts about that. Not everyone in our communities is struggling right now, but certainly the numbers of people who are struggling financially is on the rise. So let's talk about generosity with Rosie Kendall, who is CEO of Christians Against Poverty. They've been celebrating this year 20 years since the start of CAP, CAP, Christians Against Poverty. They've been offering a lifeline to people who've been trapped in debt. Rosie's back with us. Hi, Rosie. Welcome back to 2020. Hello, Neil. Thanks for having me. Rosie, I imagine that generosity isn't always about how much you've got in the bank, but it really starts with an attitude uh, rather than the availability of something to give. What are your thoughts about what generosity actually is? Absolutely. It's a um, it's a mindset, I think. I think that if we can truly understand that what we have is not truly ours, but it's been given to us as a resource um, rather than something to stockpile, um, I see that changes our fundamental understanding of what we're what we should do with that, I think um, the Bible is pretty clear that as Christians, we're here to um, build his kingdom and to see his kingdom expanded. And I think there's a big call on us, therefore, to make sure that our financial resources and the way that we spend our money, the way that we are generous or that we give money away or share of our possessions is in line with that, that we... Um, yeah, ensure that we're being generous on, on all occasions. And I think that comes through a mindset and an attitude rather than um, a mathematical equation. Um, often we'll have conversations with someone that might give um, to us as a charity $10. And that is a huge, huge, um, big, generous act for them because they don't have a lot. And so um, we can't put generosity in a, a scale of, of how much or what that looks like. Generosity, when we're Christian, we often think of as generosity to God and generosity to one another. There's this vertical aspect, there's this horizontal aspect, and usually the measure of our generosity often comes down to how generous we can be to God first because that really is the trigger for us to be generous to one another. What are your thoughts about this time when churches are not even meeting together? Uh, A lot of churches have online giving opportunities, but uh, some people will be thinking, well, I'm not going to church. I don't have to give to church. Uh, This idea of generosity to God, how do you see that, Rosie? 
Well, yeah, I mean, I think that it's important for, for all of us to recognise that it's a very difficult time and that there will be some people listening to this um, who are quite understandably um, really, really struggling now. Um, I, I think that um, if, if that's you, I think we can still ask ourselves the question of how do I be generous during this time? Sometimes that isn't financial, that's with time and energy and how much are we praying and you know, there's all sorts of definitions of what generosity might look like. But for those of us that maybe aren't feeling um, as much financial shock or strain as others are, I think it's really important um, that we continue and, dare I say, increase our generosity during this time. So while we're not gathering together as, as a church body on a on a Sunday um, at our gatherings and therefore it could be argued, oh, well, I'm not going to church, I'm not, I'm not giving. I think that's really missing, missing the point of what our generosity is and what it's for. I think we don't give to God because we want something back in return. We don't give to the people around us because of what we, we get, but we do it because it puts money in its rightful place, that it isn't something that we need more of to feel happy or secure. It isn't something that we um, we put our trust in. We put our trust in God. And one of the ways that we can do that is by ensuring that we are generous. And so I think that um, we need to, through this time, especially towards our, our churches, where a lot of them are struggling through this period of time because people give cash on a Sunday and they're not gathering, that those opportunities for giving online, and while they might be more inconvenient or more difficult, I think it's a time for us to really dig deep and to look at our generosity and maybe push into that gift of generosity more than maybe we have done before and um, also interestingly I think that um, it's it's something that sets Christians apart I think our generosity and so therefore while we have seen a very interesting um, cycle um, with Australia and probably across the world of hoarding and keeping things to ourselves and making sure that I've got enough I think the things that set and Christians apart is actually, do you know what, I'm going to go without so that you can flourish and so that you can have enough. And this is an opportunity for us to live that faith out and to show people um, that our faith and our relationship with Jesus enables us to put other people first. We're not able to put people first because we choose to or we want to. We're able to do that because we know that Jesus loves us and he will provide for us. And so it is a real chance for us to to show that and to push into that and to stretch that muscle of generosity and um, both towards the church, charities, any of the normal places that we're maybe generous towards and asking ourselves how can I how can I maybe push into that further than I normally would. There's something very true in the idea that it's more difficult to be generous if you are deep in debt. And even in the good times, when I have financial conversations with various commentators, the idea of 
being cautious about getting too deeply into debt. That's always been part of the mindset of Christian believers. Now we find ourselves in a financial crisis, the economic crisis that accompanies COVID-19. Lots of us might be finding that some of those things are true and the debts that we have may be just a little beyond where we ought to be because of changed circumstances. This is where someone like you and... uh, CAP comes into the picture here, Christians Against Poverty, you're into helping people get free from their debt to manage the crisis they're in. Give us a little insight here, Rosie, into how you might do that for someone who's listening thinking, that's me we're talking about. Absolutely. I mean, um, we could be talking to people that have maybe been in debt for a, for, a, for a while and this situation has just made it worse. We could be talking to someone who um, up until this point they had some debt but it was manageable it was affordable debt it wasn't a problem and has suddenly become a problem or they can see it becoming a problem in the short term and so I would really encourage the first step is to ask for help CAP isn't the only place but I would recommend that people call and we have a 1300 number and um, a website for people to go and look at because asking for help is very difficult Um, but if you can ask for help um, often asking for help sooner rather than later is much better. And as an organisation, we have partners all across Australia in churches where they will come and spend time. Normally that's face-to-face, but we've been able to come up with solutions. Some of that's over the telephone. Some of it is um, through video conferencing, whatever kind of accessibility um people that need help have to ensure that we can provide the service that we normally provide which is coming alongside people finding out as much about their financial situation as possible finding out how much money is coming in where it's going what their debt situation is then being allocated a caseworker who can negotiate on those debts and put a plan together often um what clouds our viewpoint when we're in huge financial stresses I can't see a way out I can't see hope here I don't know how to get from here to being free of this situation so coming and having help from someone like CAP and the service that we provide it means that people can start to see that hope at the end of the tunnel often clients will be working with us for kind of three to four years but it's those first few weeks and months that make the biggest difference because they move from not being able to see a solution to, you know what, if I work hard at this and I stick to my budget and I do everything that I need to do, I can come out the other side. So there's always a solution. There is always hope. And so I'd really encourage people to to reach out and ask for help. Certainly we can all aspire to be more generous and freedom from debt is going to be a key, isn't it, to releasing true generosity because while we're in debt, it is a limiting factor. There's always this other side of the coin too that sort of thinks of the government as the ones that meet everyone's needs. Uh, Christians work hard to be free from that sort of thinking that everything's the government's responsibility. What are your thoughts for generosity for Christian believers uh, who can give in to circumstances and really make a difference, uh, not just relying on government handouts to the person who's needing them right now? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's a very interesting topic and probably one that we could talk about um, all day, but I agree with with you that um, we often, or there is, um, there's a cultural context in which we can look to the government and say, 
well, I don't need to be generous to that person because there is a safety net. We have a political system um, and an infrastructure in which we um, look after and protect people. And while I think that some of that is true, and personally I praise God for the fact that we live in a nation where there are um, safety nets and there are um, economic um, packages and help for the people that need it. We all know that there are people that fall through those gaps. We all know that the reality, um, certainly living on um, the the job um, the job seeker payments, even though that they, they've now increased those, um, even that, it, if you are living on a JobKeeper payment and you previously were um, having a full-time income coming in, the financial difference between those two things is huge and I don't think we can underestimate that. that. And so... I think um, rather than seeing the government as um, the safety net and that absolves me from my responsibility, I think that what how we should view it is that we're actually going to um, posture ourselves towards generosity and posture ourselves towards serving and helping those people around us in the way that we can and ensuring that um, where I have plenty, I'm going to share that to make sure that um, as a community, we're going to come through this together. And I think it is um, an opportunity for us to, to step into that and to be seen as an organisation, seen as a movement, seen as the church, um, being ones that provide for people um, that are struggling. And we, I mean, I suppose one of the encouraging things is that we are seeing that. I think there has been so many good examples of churches really stepping into the gap, individuals and churches collectively providing meals, um, stepping into food banks, personally providing for things. I think there are some really great examples of um, Christian churches stepping into that gap and being generous at this time. Wonderful insights, posturing yourself towards generosity. And it's something that no doubt in the months ahead is going to be a really important thing for the communities that we're all a part of. That if we are not the ones who are struggling at this time under the financial burdens that are coming along with a recession, even a possible depression, that having those within our community who can posture themselves to generosity will go a long way to relationally touching people's lives and providing some level of relief that will be beyond what people will be able to receive from the government. Rosie Kendall is CEO of Christians Against Poverty. Now, a couple of things to mention before we let Rosie go. There is a website, capost.org, C-A-P-A-U-S-T dot org. You can access details there about the CAP money course that your church can run and that people within your church community and those beyond in the broader community can participate in in a, in a way to get a hold and take a in a way that you can get a hold of those issues that are causing that spiralling debt and get into those money principles. There's a helpline too that you can call if you're in desperate situation right now and looking for some advice on what to do next. It's one 327 0 That's one 327 0 And so... If your church is able to be a part of those things that can be a support in the community, 
Contact with Christians Against Poverty could be a good move. C-A-P-A-U-S-T.org.au. Rosie Kendall is CEO of Christians Against Poverty. Rosie, thanks so much for talking to us today on 2020. Thank you for having me. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.